Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. GVC is a non-denominational church in Flint, Michigan, and our mission is simple. To love God, love people, and love life. I know that you will be blessed by the message and the words that God has for you today. Now, here's Pastor Tony. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's a blessing. We just appreciate your thoughtfulness and your kindness. It means a lot. (laughs) So thank you so much. You're throwing me all off. (laughs) Check the time here. Praise God. Good things are happening. Double portion. It's the year of double. So we believe that. Praise God. It's the year. And you may say, well, I haven't seen it yet. You wait. You got to see it. Got to be looking for it. Because it's here. Things are happening now. We're getting things in prayer. God's telling us stuff all the time. We're like, oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. He's been telling us now's the time to sow. Now's the time to get in because you'll receive it. Double portion in this land. And so God just confirms his word. And so we believe the word at this church. We believe in his word. And we believe in declaring it. And it comes to pass what he says we can have. Praise God. Well, I'm excited, as I said, that there's growth track going on today. So we've got people down in growth track, and that's awesome because growth track is like, hey, I like coming here. I've been coming. I like what I see, and there's something going on in their hearts. And a lot of you here probably said, yeah, I took growth track. I know what that, that, that thing that's going on in your heart, like I want to do more. I want to be more. I want to know more. I just want to follow God. And so that's those people. And so I just think it's awesome. And so we do it on Sunday morning along with church on a Sunday morning. We found that that is the best way for our church because we used to do it like on Saturday mornings and like you're coming Saturday and then you got to come Sunday. And it just seemed taxing on people just because we understand that you got busy lives. (laughs) You're working all week. And so um, it works well doing it this way. So for the next today and the next three weeks, you'll see a portion of people gone. There's others just, you know, there's events that go on, weddings and different things. And so it just, it's life. And so don't be moved and think, well, where's everybody at? The best are here for this day. And so I believe that I have a message just for you. And I believe it's one for me just as well. When I was going through it, I just believe that God gave it to me. I just was searching God like, God, what? What are we going to do here? What do you want said? The title is, we're living our best life now. Our best life now. And so I don't know about you, but I'm really taking that to heart. Okay, God, you're going to help me because I want to live my best life. So that means I'm going to get further in life and it's going to get better. It may be good but I want it better. But there may be things I don't like about life or things I don't like about me or what, I mean, we can go through a long list if we're doing it on ourselves. (laughs) I think everybody's that way. Let me give you the long list of what I don't do and the short list of what I'm really good at. (laughs) But we're going to change that mindset because that's not God's mindset. But what, how can we live our best life moving forward? And so we're going to pray, and then I'm going to go through just some natural things that help people, me, move forward. And then we're going to save the best for last, and that is just your walk with God. What God has said, if he said stuff to this church and us, 
and you go to this church, then that means that it's for you. And so well, how do I walk that out? And so we're going to find out how to live our best life starting this day. Not another day going back. All right, can you do that with me? And so we keep each other accountable. We're all about GBC as loving God, loving people, and loving life. I say loving life and living life together. If we live life together, we're for each other. We're not against each other. I'm not getting mad at you because of your stinky attitude. I'm saying, oh, well, you're in a bad mood today. Get with it. Because <laughs> you know? we all can have bad moods, right? So when everybody comes to church, it's not all perfect. <laughs> there's not a perfect church in this world. You may think there's one down the road, but it's not. So if you go down there, you'll find it's just like yours that you're coming to. People are people. But we live life together, and we live our best life by loving each other. That's the key. Our best life is through love. And so we're going to pray real quick, and then we'll get started. Father, we just thank you today for your word. I thank you that your word is sinking into our hearts today. Lord, I thank you that we will leave here changed. And we will begin to make corrections in our thinking and how we're feeling to live our best life that we've ever lived following you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. God is so good to us that he has this marvelous life for us to live. And so a lot of times, you know, when you say, or you hear someone say, live your, live your best life now. And you can turn the TV on and find uh, anybody, Steve Harvey or any, um, any Dr. Phil or anybody that's on the TV. There's women and men all over. Talk shows about living your best life. And they got all kinds of things for you to do, not do. Change your mind, change your thinking. Everybody's pretty much the same, I think. <laughs> but it's all around you. And you may say, yeah, I listen to that. And I think, well, you're not in my life. Well, you haven't been done the way I've been done. Don't we start? Our thoughts just start replaying events. Replaying the person that did me wrong. Replaying how I've missed it in life. Replaying, and it just keeps replaying. God doesn't replay for you. He replays Jesus. He replays who you are in Jesus. He replays how awesome he thinks you are. He replays his goodness and his good thoughts he has toward you. That's what God replays. The Bible says there's no condemnation in those who are in Christ. Well, if I've asked Jesus in my heart, I am in Christ the old has passed away. Behold, today is a new day. And so the devil is really crafty at replaying your life, the bad in your life. Did you, did you ever notice he doesn't replay the good in your life? <laughs> Do you ever replay all oh, that? That was the best moment of my life, and you just keep replaying it and replaying it? No, you replay the junk. <laughs> And I don't know why we're that way, but, <laughs> but we are. And so we're learning to turn that around and start replaying the good things in my life. Because you can always find something. <laughs> Maybe really small right now, but you can find something. So I just have to start with, 
We're like we're on a talk show. We should have had like uh, couches up here or something. <laughs> so we're on Dr. Uh, Kelly. <laughs> so we've got five steps to help you live your best life. These five steps are very natural, but it's the natural, supernatural that work together to help us live fully for God. These five steps are probably something you've heard in your lifetime. Young or old, in the middle, we've got some youngins here. I'm sure they've heard these things at teachers from school. You name it. So five steps. Number one, draw on your natural talents or life and life experiences. So we'll break it down like this. Draw on your natural talents and life experiences. You draw on things. You learn from what you've been through and you grow. But there's things that God's put in you. You might say, well, I'm just really good at this. There's some people that are really good at cleaning rooms out and organizing them. And you know, Rhonda is not in here. She can probably hear me because she's in the nursery. Rhonda in this church, she's like the right-hand person around here. If I need a room cleaned out, I don't even have to ask her now. She just takes care of it. And when I walk in the room, I'm like, oh. It's so nice. I feel like I can breathe because <laughs> I, I can't stand cluttered rooms. And so downstairs, you know, sometimes in moving here, we just got a lot of stuff. And so stuff just gets thrown over there. And then you have an event and stuff gets thrown in there because everybody wants to go home. I get it. But it just kind of stays that way. And it kind of just like a thorn in my side, <laughs> like that room, and it stays. But Rhonda has a gift of coming and just organizing, putting things together. We have some others that are like that. And I, I like things to be organized, and I can do it to a point, but then I just get tired of doing it. <laughs> you know? But I like it. But you ever just get tired of it? You're like, oh, you know, I just don't even want to do it. So when I see clutter, my brain can't. My brain it sometimes is slow. It's like, because I just keep like, Wah! But people, there's others that have a gift of coming into a room like that. I think you're like that too, probably. (laughs) People can come into a room like that and be like, all right, just start putting it all together. Giftings. There's things that you're really good at. Maybe you love children. Maybe you love working with kids. Maybe you, you just have a heart for kids. You just love being with them. Well, that's a God-given talent or a gifting on the inside. Maybe you're really good at techie stuff and, like, making videos. And maybe you're really good at playing uh, instruments, playing the piano, playing the saxophone. Maybe you're really good at singing, like Jacqueline. Maybe God's gifted you, anointed you in things. We're all different. But... We draw on what we're really good at because God's placed that in us for a purpose. Your unique personality traits and talents mold your life experiences. They mold us. Sometimes they're not always really great, but we can make some changes. But instead of pushing something aside that we've maybe been through or maybe how we are, there's something in it that actually is really good. Really good. You know, my oldest daughter is uh, really shy and really quiet. 
to the extreme. And I often think, man, what did I do wrong? <laughs> you know, because she's so introverted that you think, oh, what did I do? Like, I had to have caused that. But you know, the Holy Spirit just helps me now. Like, that's just her. And I think back, that was kind of me, you know, just did my thing, didn't get in a lot of trouble until I got to be a teenager. <laughs> but I didn't get too much trouble versus some people, <laughs> some other siblings. But, um, but she's really quiet, but you know, and I can get, sometimes you can get kind of aggravated because it's like, Grayson, you ask her a question and she just kind of sits there. Great. She's just so, she just really don't care, it seems like. <laughs> But it's just that she's so in her world. Uh, she loves to draw. She loves to do certain things. And so um, my middle daughter is really, you know, <clears throat> complete, total opposite. Uh, very out in the middle of it all. You could even say drama. Like if there's drama, she'll, she'll know about it and she'll be in it probably in some, some form or fashion, <laughs> you know, trying to curve that for her and help her. <laughs> Sometimes I feel like it's not working. <laughs> but, but she's just like, hey, I'm here. Everybody needs to know. <laughs> you know, that's, and that is wonderful. I have, through my kids, I have learned how to find the good and not shun it. Because sometimes we can see ourselves and our kids and we don't like it. Because <laughs> we think, well, we, we want you to be this way. Why do we, we don't need to do that. So it's the same thing with us. I see Grayson coming out little by little. She just started track, did it on her own. Her friend was doing track and pulled her into it. And I had asked her before, oh, Grayson, do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? You, wanna do, you know, just to get her active instead of just, you know, always sitting and drawing or, you know. And she... She did it on her own, and I was so proud of her. But I can look at how maybe things are turning in someone's life and think, well, you need to do it this way. You need to be this way. And, and I can focus on all those things, or I can see the good that God's put in her. And when I see the good, I get excited, and it makes the love of God actually comes out of me because I'm seeing the good that he's put in her. Well, God looks at us that way. When you get older, like you've been through life, sometimes you feel like you've been to hell and back and you're still here. Thank God, you know, I'm still here. Devil just wants you to know I'm still here, you know. And we're proud that we're still here. Hey, you know, I'm standing. I got through that, and I've got on the other side of it. But we can attach ourselves to those things, and that, that becomes us. Well, just because you go through the junk of life, does it, God doesn't want you to attach yourself to it. You just walk through it. But you're still God's gym. So the second thing is follow your heart. i to hurry up here. Follow your heart, simply put. It's a strong desire to want to do something meaningful in life that reveals your life's purpose. When you start following your heart, in the midst of it, you find your real purpose of what God wants you to do. And it's not just one thing a lot of times that God wants you to do. There's mo multiple things within a purpose for God for you to do. The third thing is really practical. Just get off your duff. I don't, I don't know if it's proper to say it another way, so we'll just say that. 
get off your duff, or I could be like, pastor, you know. <laughs> you may have to rearrange your life to fully experience what God's put in you. You may have to sacrifice social activities or things that you want to do. Because all those things tend to fill your life up. Then you have no time for God. But the whole reason you're here is because of God. I think it's a tactic of the devil to keep you busy, keep you so tied up that you can't even think about God. You can't even think about going to church. All you can think about is I need a break. I think it's all the plan of the devil for us. So you got to push through it a lot of times. The fourth thing is trust the process. <laughs> That's hard. Stepping out on faith is essential to living your divine purpose. We would not be in this building if we had not stepped out in faith. If we had not just trusted God. And it was a big, huge trust. And even right now, two years later, it's a big, huge trust. But if we hadn't have done it, we would not have had the blessing of God. So we just had to take a step, even though it seemed like a really huge, giant step. Two years later, uh, God said, it'll be easier than two years ago. It's been pretty easy if we just don't freak out <laughs> or panic. We're just not giving thought to it. We just really just don't give thought. Somebody had asked me, like, well, what if it doesn't come through? What if this happens? What? I don't know. I just don't even really think about it. I really don't, because if I did think about it, I would start trying to figure it out and panicking and figure it out for God. I'm just letting God figure it out. I'm just praying, standing on the word. I'm trusting the process. But through life, God's process sometimes seems a little long. But in that process, don't you agree that we grow through the process? When we started out in ministry, I was just thinking this the other day. You know, I just turned uh, 44. And some of you may think, that's really young. <laughs> but for, for the first time in my life, 44 just looks a little different. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just like that time in life where you just start thinking about everything and you're like, just not looking the same way. Just, <laughs> I don't know. It just really, the last couple of days have been a little challenging. <laughs> I've had to get my thoughts back in line. But when you look at the process, when we started in ministry 20-some years ago, I like who I am now better than what I was then. And I was great back then, but I know a lot more now. And I'm a lot wiser when it comes to ministry, people, just all the way around. Back then, I was young and just naive and like, you know, let's do it. <laughs> but I've had to trust the process all through the years with God, even when I didn't want to trust it, even when it was hard to trust it. And when I thought, God, I think it's failing, I had to trust it. But if I've stuck with God, it just trusted God, he's pulled us through so much. And there's been things that I didn't like going through. There's been a time in our life where it was really <laughs> weighing on us, even in marriage. Some tough times. You know, uh, life isn't about perfect life. It's not perfect. Even because you're a minister, just because you're a pastor, doesn't mean you're perfect and you got it all together. Nope. Things still happen that are bigger than you. And when the bomb hits, the bomb 
kids. And sometimes your reaction is like, what do we do now? We've never had something like this happen in our life. I got to trust the process. But more than the process, I have to trust God. That God's leading me in my life, in my marriage, in my kids, and in my purpose for life. You even have to do that when God leads you to a church. Because you'll have all kinds of thoughts. You might come to church one day and you're just in a bad mood. Well, the devil will hook up with you. And the thoughts will keep coming, start coming like, well, you just need to leave your church. you got to make sure you're where God told you to be. And stay planted. And you got to trust the process that God's taking you through. you got to trust God that he knows where he wants you to go. <laughs> and not try and tell God. Praise God. So I believe somebody maybe just needed that. <laughs> We're trusting God. And the last thing is just let it flow. Let it flow. Let God work in your life. Life is full of possibilities and unexpected events that can lead you to your divine purpose. But you won't recognize your purpose through a cloud of negativity, anxiety, unhappiness, You may look at some people and say, well, they've just had a lucky life. They've had everything laid out for them. I know some people like that are in ministry where it seems like the road has been real easy for you compared to what I've had to do. (laughs) I've had to do it all on my own. Thank you very much. (laughs) I can get real unhappy, unpleasant, irritated, but God doesn't really like that attitude. Because when I think that way, it takes away from God. And I don't see how good God is. And I think it's all about me and what I can and what I cannot do. But what I've learned is my God is bigger and he is no respecter of persons. If he took care of them, he'll take care of me. And actually, when you go through things, you are a lot wiser, a lot smarter for it. I'm finding that out. (laughs) And on the other side of it, God has a purpose. And you can walk it out in doors that will open. You just got to trust God. Real simple. but So those are your five steps for today. <laughs> They're not all easy, but it helps us to live our best life right in front of us. Doesn't mean every day is going to be uh, days of roses and ice cream and having fun. No, you're going to have those days that you just can't wait till it's done away with. Wait till it's gone. The memory of it's done away with. That's just life. God didn't promise a life um, without uh, challenges or experiences. But he did promise that he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll get you through every time. Because you have Jesus on your side. And so Jesus will get you through anything. And so we're going we're gonna to take a little turn. We're going to go down another path now <laughs> on living our best life. And we've only got a few minutes to do this. But over in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, we're go- I'm just going to talk to you a little bit about faith. 
So uh, in January, we went to uh, a conference. We, we have started going to this conference every because it's in January, and it's with our pastors, Pastor Mark and Trina Hankins, and it's like a week long, and so it's just good for us to go and uh, just get the plan of God, get away, just uh, get fired up, and have God talk to us when you, you kind of just separate yourself from what you know. It seems like you hear God really easy. <laughs> and so when we were go, uh, go, getting ready for a meeting in one of the evenings, I think it was the second night we were there, um, I, um, before that, I had been in the scriptures. And so I have, um, Pastor Mark has a scripture handbook guide, anything you need, things thick. And so I have it sitting by my bed. And so I was intentful at the end of last year because I knew what this year meant and what it was holding for us. And so I was like, I better get ready because <laughs> right now I'm on the other side like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> and so I needed to get on the other side of it like, God's got this, you know, and I wasn't really there yet. And so I have been intentional, intentional, getting into the scriptures on finances, the increase of God, the, that God will take care of us. And so I had flipped the page over because I'll do like one page for a week, a couple weeks, and then I'll flip and go to the next page, and then I just start over again. And so that night I was like, okay, well, I flipped the page over. This is before we went to church. Um, I think the night before I had read the same scripture, and I just told Pastor, I can't get this scripture out of me. Like I just keep thinking about it, and like something's just rolling around with it. You know, you, you ever read a scripture and you just can't get away from it? It just kind of sticks with you. Well, this was this scripture, Isaiah 61, 7. I know, guys, I'm skipping. I'm skipping just so we can get through this, so I apologize. <laughs> I'm not helping these guys in the back. <laughs> Jordan's like, woman, <laughs> you're not staying on track. <laughs> That's a woman for you now. <laughs> so Isaiah, he is laughing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Isaiah 61, 7 says, instead of your shame, you will have a double portion Instead of humiliation, your people will shout for joy over their portion. <laughs> That's good news. Therefore, in their land where I'm at, my household, where I work, in my land, they will possess double. If you go in the Amplified and you look up, look up that scripture, it says, Anything that you have forfeited, that you've given up, that you've had to do without, anything, anything is anything, you name it, says what they had forfeited, everlasting joy will be theirs. So in that scripture, it just kept rolling around in me, rolling around, rolling around. We went to church that second night. Pastor Mark, it was a really good service, and then Pastor Mark, Miss Trina came up at the end. Uh, just had some things on their hearts. And then Pastor Mark came out and he said, uh, God gave me a couple scriptures to give to you if you're a pastor here. So I said, if you're a pastor here, God told me to give you these scriptures. I guess what scripture he gave. <laughs> when he started saying Isaiah 61, I was like, <gasps> I looked at Pastor and said, that's a scripture. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, yeah. That was the scripture. God had already given me that. And it just confirmed the man of God is saying, God gave me this scripture. And so I'm saying all this to, to make the platform for you living your best life, your best life. 
what, if you look at your life, what holds you up? There's always one thing that holds us up in life. Is it fear? Is it anxiety? Is it depression? There's always that one underlying thing that holds us up in life. It is, it, it's through everything. And it pulls you back, pulls you back, keeps pulling you back. When you start moving forward, it pulls you back again. So find out, ask God. Don't ask a friend, don't ask your kids, for sure don't ask your kids. No, <laughs> don't ask your spouse even. If you want to talk to your spouse about it, that's great. But I want you to ask God because he'll tell you it's fear. And then you'll know exactly what to go out, go out and attack. Praise God. And so he gave me this scripture, and I knew that that, that was ours for, from God. And so God had woken us up at different times. And there's another scripture over in Amos 9. It says, Behold, the days are coming. Everything that was once barren will overflow with streams of blessing. And they will rebuild the deserted and ruined cities and inhabit them. That's what we're doing in Flint. We were in prayer two weeks ago, and the moment we started praying, it was like, I haven't forgotten Flint. I haven't forgotten Flint. Flint's on the radar in heaven. It's on the map in heaven. Flint, Michigan, is on the map in heaven. That I could see it, just that God was, was changing things in Flint, rearranging things. And then there's GVC. And here we are. That's our purpose. It all came together. We're here for a set time such as this. And we are here to fulfill God's plan and God's purpose in this city. And so we, you watch, we are changing the landscape. We have met all kinds of people in the last, uh, this year, just this year alone, in the human trafficking with me, I am on the task force now. I would have never done that before. Never. Did I say never? I would never do that because I think, you know what? <laughs> I don't really know about that, and I don't really, I just don't want to get involved with that. I'll stay over here. God is moving us into arenas and bringing us before great men and great women. Chief of police, um, sheriffs over Genesee County, people over Genesee County, lawyers, I mean, judges. You'd say, what for? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just walking it out. God's doing it. But that scripture that says your gift will ma make room for you and it'll bring you before great men and great women. Well, there's a purpose in that. It's not just look at me. Look at how great I am. That's not what it's about, but it's about fulfilling God's purpose. And so God will open doors for you that you could never open on your own. But it's only going to come through the word of God and standing on the word. Anytime you stand on the word, it's challenged. Yeah. When you're believing God for finances, and then something breaks and you got to fix it. That's a challenge. 
When you're believing God for your kids and then they just run off and do their own thing and you think, dear Lord, where are they? Why are they doing that? That's a challenge that my house shall be saved. It's a promise in the Bible. Well, they may be nowhere near it. That's a challenge because you're believing God at his word. Maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's just life in general. If you if you want your best life this year, it's going to take the word of God. You sometimes I think just we as people we want the results that the word brings. When we see the results of the word, maybe someone's been in the hospital and God has totally miraculously healed their body because they stood on the word. And now I'm sick. Well, I want the results of the word, but I'm not willing to be in the word. I think that we find ourselves in that spot a lot of times. I want the good things that God says I can have. I want um, the results of standing on the word. You know, you can see people that go to church every Sunday. They're faithful to be at church any church. And then you see people that are at church once a month. Who do you think is living their best life? The person that's faithful to be at church. The Bible talks about being at church. It's where you get planted. It's where it helps your life spiritually and naturally through relationships. But it, it propels you forward. Somehow, some way, it all works together. And you see yourself flourishing in life. Well, that's what the Bible says. <laughs> but do you think it's a challenge to get up on Sundays, especially when it's like really nice outside? The moment you wake up, you hear the birds singing, and like, oh, this would be a great day just to like do whatever I want. <laughs> and one of them is not going to church today. <laughs> God probably gets a little sad. He probably just laughs at us, but. Until we've got a little bit of time. I'm <laughs> going over a little bit. But you know, that's a challenge to you. The devil doesn't want you to be in church. You see people that aren't in church. He comes to challenge us constantly. Anytime you stand on the word, you're going to be challenged. To come against it. Well, do you really believe it? Do you really believe that God's going to take care of you when you give your finances? You really believe it? Well, let me just break this, help this thing get broken, or let me just throw this at you, and let me just give you this. Will you believe it now? We push through. Living in the double is all about pushing through. Living your best life is about pushing through. Push through. And so this week, we're going to stand on the word. We're going to stand on Isaiah 61.7. We're going to push through that God is the God of double. That he said that we would have double in our land. Double joy. Double portion of increase. Everything that I feel like I have had to give up, I'm getting double. Double. So you can go ahead and stand. I'm just going to end it. We went over a little bit, and I, I apologize. <laughs> but sometimes it's just, it's good. And so if you take it, take it with you, and you say, you know what? 
God, I'm going to push through. When I feel like sitting, when I feel like turning and going back, I'm going to push through. Push through it. You got to push through your emotions. You got to push through people being mean at you. I'm teaching my kids that. You got to push through. You got to stand strong. Well, they pushed me around. Okay, you're not going to let somebody push you around, but you're going to handle it right. You're going to push through. You're going to love that person when they're not doing you right. I am teaching this thing to my kids. Every day they come home, this one, that one, this at school, and it gets you a little irritated. But they're learning how to push through in life. Praise God. So let's pray. Father, I thank you for the word of God. I thank you, Lord, that you're helping us as a church to push through the challenges of life, to get to the other side. Lord, I thank you that in this season that we are sowing all kinds of things. We're sowing all kinds of things, not just our money, but we're giving in. We're giving all. We're pushing in. We're pushing through. We're leaning into you. And therefore, we will see the double. We have already begun to see it. And so I thank you, Lord, that you're moving in our church. You're moving in our cities. You're moving in our homes. You're moving in our kids' lives. Lord, I thank you that our kids are highly favored in this church. They are highly favored of God. Highly favored, Lord. That when others don't get it, they do. Somehow, some way, the doors just open up for our kids because God is on their side. And he is making a room for them. God, I thank you that our marriages, we will see double this year. You may say, well, not in my marriage. Oh, my sister, my brother. Double in all things. It's not just certain things. It's not just money. Lord, I thank you for double in our marriages. The best marriage we've ever had this year. Lord, I thank you for double in this church in all areas, spiritually, naturally, and financially. <laughs> I thank you that you're a good God and that you're faithful. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. subscribe to this podcast and take a look at all of our social media sites which can be found at our website gvchurch.tv we know that today's message has been a blessing to you thanks for listening we are genesee valley church loving god loving people and loving life